Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts, our bi-weekly live show and podcast that features expert interviews and case studies to show you what to do and what's new in Shopify and e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading Shopify and e-commerce marketing experts. Good morning and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. You caught me. I was just sharing the link to our live show right now and I'm going to keep doing it to my LinkedIn page. Join me live now with Adam Pierce is our special guest. Uh, Today we're talking about Shopify. We're talking about the importance of customer experience. This is a year where we are really embracing all the changes that are happening thanks to, you know, Mr. Pandemic. But one of the biggest things that we're looking to do and that we're looking to see is such an increase in Shopify business, an increase in e-commerce. And thanks to Engage, We've got all the tools that you need to grow and scale your small to mid-sized business and improve customer experience. And today, thanks to our special guest, who I will introduce in just a minute, we're going to learn the importance, and we know this, of customer experience, but we're going to learn some great tips, some great insights from a Shopify agency CEO on how customer experience can really improve your Shopify sales, your revenue, your customer loyalty, and all the things that matter and give you a competitive advantage. Before I get started with today's show, I want to introduce myself. My name is Marissa Morgan. I'm the Digital Marketing Business Development Manager at Engage, and I'm also your show host for today. I'm broadcasting live from just outside Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'd love to encourage you to interact with us during today's live show. We are broadcasting live today to Facebook, to LinkedIn, and also to YouTube. So drop a comment in the comment section. Let me know where you're joining us from. And excitedly enough, our guest today is from across the pond in London. I'll let you meet him in just a moment. But first, a quick note about our sponsor, Engage. If you're not familiar with Engage, I invite you to check us out on www.ngagge.com. Engage has a modular platform called Engage OS. And what that does is democratize the power of communication software for small to mid-sized companies. So what it does is give you great communication tools, live chat, bots, CRM, SMS, all of these incredible tools to help you grow and scale your small to mid-sized business, even if you don't have a crew of technical staff, right? Small to mid-sized businesses like yours often are kicking butt, maybe in the product category or the service category. That's what you're good at, right? You're the CEO, you're the founder, you started your business, but maybe you don't quite understand some of the tech aspects and maybe you don't have a tech team. If that's you, check out Engage.com. Our platform is completely customizable. We have things like SMS, as I mentioned, WhatsApp, live chat, chat bots, Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM, CRM. And one of the greatest things about Engage OS is that it's completely customizable. So if you only need two or three tools that you're missing in your toolbox for your small to mid-sized business, you can pick the tools you need 
customizable, and everything is also integratable with all of your current applications and your current systems. So check out Engage.com after today's show. If you have a small to mid-sized business and you're looking for help with your communication tools, and of course, you need help optimizing your customer experience. Because as we've learned, customer experience that is over the top and superb always creates loyal customers. Loyal customers buy more, they spend more, they return less, they remain loyal, and they always talk about their good experiences and share their good experiences with their peers. So all the more reason I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, because he's going to share with us why customer experience is what's going to take your Shopify store over and above in 2022. His name is Adam Pierce, and he is from Stratford-upon-Avon across the pond and fitting because his podcast is called Shopify Across the Pond. Love that, Adam. Adam is the co-founder and CEO of Blend Commerce, the e-commerce customer experience agency. Adam and his team have worked with over 200 and growing Shopify retailers to help them provide memorable customer experiences that boom, that drive growth revenue, profit, GRP. That's what it's all about. And a fun fact about Adam, before I find out more about his interesting journey into the world of Shopify, he recently decided to go into business with his brother-in-law, which is interestingly enough, you know, interesting, right? Who goes into business with family? Not everyone, but even more interesting because they're more connected because they both happen to be married to sisters. So I think that is such an interesting fact. Adam used to be a teacher. His brother-in-law used to be a construction project manager, and now they are both running an uber successful Shopify agency. So fun. Keep it in the family. Why don't you, Adam? Share with us how you originally got into Shopify, especially coming from a teaching background. And welcome to today's show. Thanks, Marissa. And great to be here. And thank you very much for the introduction. Um, and I think, look, you know, that for me, about kind of how I got into Shopify is really what I love about the Shopify community because probably like a lot of people listening right now, you know, when you first maybe finished high school or you finished college, you didn't think about being in e-commerce and I think that's the beauty of it and it's the same thing for me um, so after I graduated from college from university uh, I went to work for a consultancy firm Accenture um, realized that I kind of want to do something that was going to be more valuable and then went to be a teacher um, and then kind of I uh, had a, another rotation of about three or four years and really decided I wanted to be somewhere in the middle and I went to work uh, in marketing uh, for an educational app company um, and during that time, um, my brother-in-law, as you mentioned there, Peter, he came to me and said, look, I've, I've started actually thinking about leaving my own career. And there's this great new platform called Shopify from Canada. And like a lot of things, you know, with new technology, I said, well, it'd probably just be kind of a passing thing and it's a phase. And obviously, I'm very happy that I was wrong because obviously, you know, sort of five years on, um, we've kind of gone from, you know, two guys sat around a kitchen table helping, you know, very small merchants uh, get set up with a Shopify store um, to now we're kind of working with sort of, you know, multinational businesses um, who are, you know, selling in lots of different markets, lots of different channels uh, and helping them improve their customer experience. I love that. And you're totally right, Adam. I don't think any of us Really? Yeah, I would say most of the last few days. I mean, most of us didn't graduate college knowing what e-commerce was because it really wasn't here yet. 
Um, we know that the, the web has changed so much over the last 10 years. I'm trying to think. I remember when I graduated college, I think I may have had one of those Nokia phones where you had to, if you wanted to send a message, you had to hit each yeah. button three times. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? And I know dial-up was still a thing. So I think that's just an interesting thing to call out. You know, Shopify, e-commerce wasn't really a career option for many people, mm. um, not even eight eight years ago. Um, so interesting how you obviously made that switch. I think it's so great that you're working with your brother-in-law because at the end of the day, you both have very different backgrounds. And I'm sure that that actually helps your, your team and, and the process because- you both have very different backgrounds, but obviously now you have a very uh, focused goal, right? And I'm sure your life experience, you know, just kind of brings two different uh, heads to the table when you guys are working together. I want to share with our- Yeah, audience. definitely. Oh, you know, I think the other thing as well is, oh, sorry, I was, I was going to say that the other thing is, I think, um, you know, he's actually South African and I'm British. So culturally, we're also quite different. Um, and I think, you know, anyone listening to this, you know, probably like yourself, Marissa, you know, who works in a team that is, you know, across different locations in North America or in different parts of the world, the way that people work is different. And I think that, again, is another great thing about e-commerce that you do get a lot of, kind of, you know, teams across different countries who bring lots of different things to the table. Well, speaking of bringing things to the table, you're bringing a, t a huge audience today. I see the numbers creeping up on LinkedIn. I see tons of people viewing. Let's see. On Facebook, so I want to welcome you all. Joshua says, good day from Melbourne. So Melbourne, that's Australia. Welcome, Joshua. See, I think this is the coolest thing about the changes we're seeing in technology. E-commerce is really bringing people together from across the planet with literally the click of a button. And I think Absolutely. that, you know, as we call attention to how easy it is to connect, Oh my gosh, the numbers are going nuts right now on LinkedIn. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. If you're just joining us, and many of you are, my name's Marissa. Adam Pierce is here from Stratford-upon-Avon, that is in the UK. We're about to dive into a talk on why customer experience is what's going to give you the competitive edge in 2022 for your Shopify store. But please leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know where you're joining from. And if you have a Shopify store, let us know what your store is. We'd love to share the link. We'd love to share that with our audience. Or if you have questions about how to improve the customer experience in your Shopify store, please leave that in the comment section. We'll take questions live during our show today with Adam. Marcelo is joining us from Brazil. Welcome, Marcelo. Marcelo is someone whom we call an original engager. Uh, quick backstory for you, Adam. This show has been around almost a full year. We are on, I believe, episode 62, I think, today, wow. 61 or 62. And uh, we've got a, a nice group, a uh, core audience that have been tuning in weekly for our show and then more and more people tuning in every day. If you're just joining us, we'll share at the end of the show how you can share a link to the show with a colleague who might benefit from Adam's insights as well. So, all right, everybody, buckle up. Jagerwatches.com, Joshua. Oh, that's his uh, that's his brand. So check that out. We'll 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 dive into that again um, at the end of the show, Joshua. We'll share all the the brands and shows or shops that are that are watching during the show. So we'll share that again, Joshua. Thank you for sharing. All right, let's dive into today's show. I already can tell with you, Adam. I could talk to you for days, but we've got forty five <laughs> minutes. So let's see what we can do. Absolutely. All right. 
All right, guys, we're talking about regardless of your product and your pricing, customer experience will be your Shopify store competitive advantage in 2022. So Adam is going to walk through some of his insights and experience with how to give a customer a great experience before they buy. Ooh, I'm excited to hear that, Adam. How loyalty programs can amplify customer experience and how SMS can be part of a better customer experience. That last one interests me a lot, Adam, because Engage is about to roll out their SMS program here very shortly. Yes. Okay, let's kick things off and talk about the experience before a customer buys. How do we improve the customer experience before a customer or a prospect potentially even buys? Yeah. So I think, look, this is for me, this is where customer experience starts. And I think, you know, before we kind of go on, if we think about customer experience, to me, what that means is, is what is it like to be someone before they buy, during they buy and after they buy? And I think a lot of the time, you know, we sometimes, um, you know, we're running an e-commerce store. We can forget about one or more parts of that. So when it comes to kind of before a customer buys, you know, the past couple of years, we've had a lot more competition within e-commerce. Uh, you guys will know that, you know, listening in here, if you've got your own store, you will see that from purely just the search volumes that are around and, and the different types of brands that come about. So the thing for me is that how can you, as a merchant, how can you, as someone who has a, a Shopify store, indicate to that person coming to your store that actually you've got something worthwhile for them? And one of the ways that um, I think it is really powerful and very much in light of the fact that what happened last year with iOS and what happened with cookies is that the ability to actually store data and use data has changed. And we can't no longer, I guess, sort of rely on you know Facebook ads or rented audiences, what we might, might talk about. And one of the things that we've done quite a lot recently is that when people are coming onto a store, having kind of a personalized tool or a quiz on site to help you direct that buyer to their particular product. So let's say, for example, you know, we have um, someone there, I think it was Josh sharing his store, jaguarwatches.com. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, Josh has lots of different styles of watches on his store. So in that vein, if I can go to that site and I can have a quiz with a pop-up on screen that says, hey, um, I'm your personal watch advisor, let's find the perfect watch for you. You can ask that user a number of questions. Now, when you do that, you can use that zero party data, the information they've given you to then give them a recommendation on screen, which is then personalized them. And then it's going to give you that ability to say, hey, look, this company does actually care about me. They're trying to give me products that suit me. And then actually using that information, you can then give them a better experience even before the point at which they're entering the credit card details. So for me, I think, look, giving that experience at the start, directing people, leading people to show them you understand what they need is something that you can do on an automated level. I think that is a great uh, piece of insight because one of the things as a customer, right, coming from a customer's viewpoint is this importance of my time. Mm. And when I'm visiting a website for the very first time, and I love the watch um, analogy, and since Josh is watching, let's continue with the watch analogy. If I know I'm looking for a metal banded, right, bracelet style watch, I want it to be um, a traditional face with like the hands, right, not digital, 
and I have a price range in mind, maybe it's going to be a gift, right? When I go to Josh's website, if, if I have that experience of somebody popping up saying, hey, I'm your personal watch advisor, you know, what, what, what style are you looking for? What's your price point? Let me point you in the right direction. If I've never been to this website before, that already gets me in the buying mood because it's saving me time. And, and when I say that, I, I mean the time it takes me just to like get, a, get um, acquainted with the website, right? To find the filter button, to mm. find, you know, the selection button or wait, is this organized by men or women's watches? And, you know, a lot of times when it comes to a website, and we, we talk about this a lot, Adam, there is such a disconnect, A, between laptop website versus mobile, right? And, and nowadays everyone's on their phones. So if your website's not mobile friendly, you've already got a strike against you. So that's an Absolutely. issue. And then the second thing is when you get to a website, the learning curve of understanding how to use the website, where to find what you're looking for. So I love this tip that creating like a pop-up quiz or having an online presence, um, some help, some support right away to say, how can I help you? Really takes that learning curve issue right out of the mix because you're being guided to exactly what you're looking for. I love Absolutely. this idea. Okay. Do, ooh, do you have an, before we move on to the next one, do you have another example of, of a way to improve the, the buying experience before you buy? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the other thing as well is when we think about websites, you know, if you, if you think about an e-commerce website in your mind, a lot of people always, I guess, kind of gravitate to think about the homepage. And if you actually look at, you know, where people direct traffic to, a lot of the time that tends to be their product page. And just if you're listening right now, go and have a look at your product page and see if you can see anything on there about your company in terms of your ethos, in terms of your production process, in terms of all maybe the trust factors you've included on your homepage. Now, I would say maybe a lot of you are listening is that, you know, that information of your homepage is not on your product page. And what I would urge you to do is take that information and use that on your product page as well. Because ultimately, if you're going to be running Google ads or if you're going to be Facebook ads, or even if you're going to be having you know, Google shopping traffic or organic traffic, most of that traffic is probably going to end up on your product page. So all of those great things that you talk about on your About Us page, on your home page, keep them there, but bring them also onto your product page. Because if you are talking about you know, the story of your brand, have a little snippet about that on the product page. When people are assessing you to if they trust you to purchase from you, you want to give that information there. You can't guarantee they're going to come in through the homepage. So I think you know, for me, thinking about that, the journey that customer is going to go on, don't assume that they are going to click around to home and about us to get the message of your brand before they buy. Mm -hmm. They're probably not. They're going to the homepage and that's where they're going to stay. And we talk a lot about the kind of like the bounce metric, I guess, is what we've been calling it. You know, how far people get into your page or your website before they bounce out of there. Um, you have a very short time to, to, to get that engagement and a very short time to get your message across. Because sometimes, I mean, let's just talk about life right? You think you have yeah. the two minutes to sit down at the end of the day and maybe get a gift purchased or, you know, do something. And then before you know it, the pot on the stove is boiling over or a child is nagging you, mom, I'm hungry, or we just know life can get in the way. So you can't imagine that your customers have completely devoted attention 
when they go to your website to even begin with. So I think that's another great tip is getting your brand message out there and getting that information right away in front of your customer's eyes so that they're enticed to want to even know more and go further versus having to look for that information. Absolutely. Great tips. Let's talk. And by the way, we've got a great question from Paige. And Paige, I see your question. I'm going to pop that up in just a few minutes after our next bullet point. So thank you for joining us today, Paige. She's got a question about chatbots. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. Before we get to that, let's talk about one of my favorite topics here, loyalty programs. Mm. I have been a member of a couple different loyalty programs with e-commerce businesses. Anytime I've had the opportunity to get rewards or discounts or kickbacks for referrals, it's always been a win for me as a, as a consumer. And I've always continued to shop with that brand. So let's talk about your perspective on loyalty programs. Yeah, I, I think, you know, look, loyalty programs sometimes are not very well used. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the time when brands use them, they, number one, don't really kind of give any incentive to join it. Uh, and secondly, they don't help the customer use those loyalty points. And I think finally, the other thing is sometimes the incentives that are provided, well, frankly, they suck. Um, you know, sometimes it can be, look, you, you're going to get 10% off your next purchase if you then buy from us again. And a lot of the time, look, the, the 10% thing for a lot of us, it, it doesn't really turn the needle. So I think, you know, for me with loyalty programs, the few things that you can do to, to make it more enticing. The first thing is that when people come onto the loyalty program, give them actually a illustration of what they can get. So if you, for example, are offering the ability to have a certain discount for how many points you, you accumulate, show them how much they need to spend to get that. So they can work out, they can see, right, okay, that's what we need to do. Um, equally, you know, if you are in a position where you're going to be giving away free products at particular tiers of your loyalty program, tell them what they need to do to get that. The thing I mentioned, too, about, you know, allowing people and educating people how to use the loyalty program is that a lot of the time people will install a loyalty program. And then what they see is that those points just sit there. They're, they're not being used. And it leaves a lot of merchants kind of scratching and saying, well, what can I do? And there's some very simple things you can do, like integrating your loyalty program with your email provider so that every email that gets sent out, it will say you know, at the top, hey, Marissa, you have a thousand points at, you know, uh, jaggerwatches.com, yeah. for example. So, you know, you, you then seeing that, you're like, okay, well, this brand is showing me, you know, that they have, you know, a new line of watches out. I see that I've got a thousand points. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to click that. I'm going to see because I'm going to get those points taken off the price of this particular product. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some other cool stuff, you know, like, for example, a, a great loyalty program is run by Sephora, the beauty brand. Um, Wait, hold on. Have... I just, not to interrupt you, but when you use that example, Marissa, you have a thousand points. I immediately thought of Sephora because I have points with them. They always let me know how many. They always show me what I can redeem mm -hmm. them for. And it's so clear. And they're so good about, I think, getting customers excited. And Sephora, not to steal your thunder, because I want you to be the expert here, but I just love this because that was exactly who I thought of, which mm. just goes to show you how good they're doing with it. Absolutely. They have tears. They have tears. So yeah. it gets people excited to say, oh, do I want to use my points now or do I want to save them for something better? Okay, Absolutely. sorry. Go. No, 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 not at all. Look, and I think, you know, look, it's, it's a great example. And tiering in loyalty is really important. And, and we're partnered, you know, with a company called Loyalty Line who are based here in the UK. They implement tiering in their loyalty programs. But 
the, the question I've got for you, Marissa, is have you had the secret lipstick? I have not had the secret lipstick. Okay. So Sephora have a particular shade of lipstick that isn't available to purchase in any Sephora store or online. Now, if you reach essentially the top of their loyalty program, you will get sent this lipstick that isn't available anywhere else. Now, if you're going to think about that from a customer point of view, that's going to make you feel pretty special. I know you're going to be going to Sephora after this show to buy more to see if you can get that. But I think equally, if you think about the cost of that, you know, for the brand, the cost of that is actually fairly minimal. But the fact that actually there is something really tangible, really special about that loyalty program, that is something great, I think, that a lot of brands could do very, very easily. <laughs> Sephora, if you're watching. Sephora, if you are watching, I am using my lip gloss that I purchased from you and I'm going to use it faster. So I need to buy more so I can get this secret <laughs> lipstick. Um, this is so fun because they also are really good about rewards for your birthday. And I just had a mm. birthday last month. I'm like, rewards for your birthday. Sounds like, Ugh. but I just had a birthday last month and they were like, make sure you, you know, redeem your free reward. But of course you do have to purchase something to get it sent to you. Mm. Can't just like get this little thing sent to you unless you go into the store. Who's going anywhere these days, right? Everything's online. So what's funny is I was just taking stock of my makeup products to figure out what I needed so that I could just purchase it a little sooner than normal so that I could click my code, get my free birthday gift with it. I mean, the way they've set it up truly makes the customer feel like they're getting added value and also feel like their money is going further because you are getting rewarded for shopping there. And there is a brand, and I think this, I'm so glad you brought up Sephora. I wasn't going to name drop, but that's who I thought of when you said, you have a thousand points. Um, they've done such a good job that there are brands that Sephora carries that other places carry, mm -hmm. but I choose to always get it from Sephora. Just like now lately, I'm choosing to shop with the same airline because it just works with the points. And I actually use the points to my benefit. And in the end, everybody's happy. Again, customer experience builds loyal Absolutely. customers who buy more, return less, and remain loyal. I've got a great question uh, from Paige, who, by the way, Paige Brackmore watching on Facebook says, OMG, I want that lipstick now. <laughs> Look what we've started. Look what we've started. Next, we're going to talk about SMS. So I think it's a great time to pop up Paige's question. So Paige would love to know more, and I'm happy to chime in here too, because this is what our brands engage does, Paige. But Adam, I'd love for you to chime in too. She wants to discuss using chatbots. So if you're open to it, Adam, I'll let you take it away. If not, I can obviously jump into chatbots. But chatbots for sure are a great way to improve a customer experience because they offer the opportunity when a customer visits your website to have an immediate interaction via text, via conversation, kind of like word to text. Um, sometimes with a true live agent there and sometimes without an agent because it can be automated with automated responses and questions. Have you had some experience and do you have any insights on the use of chatbots? Yeah, I think, look, you know, as you know, Marissa, I think, look, chatbot marketing can be done very well and it can also be done very poorly. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, the main thing for me is with chatbot marketing is that you, it's not a set it and forget it thing, in my opinion. 
I feel that, you know, with chatbot marketing, as you grow as a business and you find out more information about the types of needs that each of your customers have, that you make that more advanced. And I think, you know, with a lot of the, the solutions that are out there now, they are becoming smarter to kind of learn those things. But I think even, you know, coming from a, a, a very simple point, if you take a look at the emails that your customers have been sending you in terms of questions, if you start off with that as a basis for your chatbot, Putting the automated responses in for those is a really great place to start because ultimately, very much like we were talking about from the start there, we want to be able to direct people to the right relevant product or give them the information that they need. So I think making sure that you are, you know, from a customer service point of view, you are monitoring that information as questions you're being asked on Facebook, the questions that people are putting in the comments in Instagram, taking those as a basis and then putting that into your chat box. Um, and I think for me, that's the actual you know, starting point that you should have. But obviously, as time goes on, like you say, you, know, you might want to actually uh, get more complex. Uh, and I'm sure it's something that you guys do engage with Marissa, where you, know, you, you might have an automation for part of it. But if the question goes down a particular route, then actually that will then get transferred to, to an actual person who can chat with you. So it, it's a, very much from that customer experience point of view. Um, understanding who are your most valuable customers in mm -hmm. terms of their potential to buy with you and then changing the level of customer service that you give depending on the potential value of that customer. And I think that's what we have to get right with, with chatbot marketing to make that work really well. You brought up another great point is that any of these tools can be done very well or they can be done poorly. And all of these tools um, really are not set it and forget it. They are tools, especially automated tools. They are tools that can improve the customer experience, but you have to put the effort in upfront, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure those tools are geared to steer your customers in the right direction, answer the right questions, um, take things to where they need to go, the proper channels. And one of the things we love so much about our platform at Engage, and again, I'll put the uh, banner up, the website, for those of you who've never heard of Engage before, we offer the tools and they're so easy to use and integrate that you don't need your technical staff. You don't need a full IT crew, right, sitting there to manage things. You can build the bots, live chat bots yourself, uh, come up with the questions. Um, but of course, our team will also help you if you need help building a chat bot. And I think one thing that you brought up, too, was this idea that you need to figure out what those questions are, you know, from your audience, who is visiting your website, what kind of questions are they answering, and make sure that your chat bot is personalized to the best of your ability. You don't want it too generic. And I've been to a website where it's so generic, you feel like you're pounding your head against the wall. You mm. feel like you're talking to a robot that doesn't understand you, where it ultimately leads to a, a, a poor customer experience. You want to make sure whatever you're doing is fine-tuned enough that it's going to add to the experience and not increase the frustration. I think that's um, an important and key takeaway that you shared. Um, we have a comment from MD Resed Uzaman. He says, awesome session. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Uzaman. Let us know where you're joining from. He's watching on LinkedIn. Let us know where in the United States or where in the globe you're joining us from. And I've got a question for from Marcelo. I'll read this through because it's going to be probably a little small on the page. He says, a context and a question. 
Different from the USA and Brazil, WhatsApp is the biggest communication tool and is massively used in some customer experience tools. However, there are complaints about companies often accessing the consumer to know how their experience was or to offer new products or services. The process is causing, in some cases, a negative experience in the shopping journey. How do you see this issue and what recommendations could you cite to have a balance between offering, uh-oh, where's the rest of the question? Offering, maybe, oh, Marcelo, man of many words. I think uh, our comment section cut you off and didn't let you finish the question, but that's okay because we'll start with the, the beginning of your question, Marcelo, and feel free to drop the rest in again. Any uh, experience and insights on the WhatsApp, um, you know, what using WhatsApp for the e-commerce um, position? And also, I'm wondering, Marcelo, if you're talking about kind of like the privacy you know, mm. factor, like maybe not getting people to necessarily opt in. So you're just reaching out through WhatsApp. The privacy factor is a big part of it. I know here in the US now you have to opt in to receive any communication via SMS. I'm not sure if that's the same for WhatsApp. So what experience and insights can you share with us on the WhatsApp technology? Yeah, look, I think it's a great question, Marcelo, and I think a really timely question too, because particularly you know, with WhatsApp and SMS, I think falls in the same bracket. Mm -hmm. If you look culturally um, at the, the adoption of WhatsApp and SMS, it's been very different in the US to the UK. And in the US, you know, I think there's, there's a lot more acceptance now that you are going to get SMS and WhatsApps from brands that you interact with, it, and that's how you can communicate with them. In the UK, I would say that is very different at the moment. There is often, you know, a, um, a feeling of intrusion um, by British consumers. And we're often, you know, sort of when it comes to SMS in the UK and WhatsApp, you know, WhatsApp is still very underutilized. I think the thing with WhatsApp is that you, and also with SMS, you have to make sure that you start small and grow like you would a relationship. Now, for example, for me, it's very much like, you know, going on a date. You're not going to go on a date and ask that your date to marry you immediately. You know, it would be foolish to do that. You're not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it may work. It, it I may mean, work. Hey, you it, never know. I mean, people yeah. do go to Vegas on their first date, but well, yeah, true. I mean, if, if you got any tips, let me know. But it didn't. It didn't work for me. Um, I, I had to wait a few years, and it's it, it's like you know, sort of SMS and, and and WhatsApp is that if you can start off with those little bits of information. So, for example, making sure that you do delivery and shipping notifications through WhatsApp or SMS. That's a great start because you mm -hmm. are getting that customer used to communicating that way. Once that's done, you can then maybe start off with, you know, having some kind of softer pushes. So maybe letting them know that there is a, you know, a new product release or, you know, letting them know that there's going to be a special event happening on the store. And then if you then get a positive response to that, segmenting that market that you've got, segmenting the customers that you have, and then giving more. So what I would say is, Start small with every single customer and allow them to dictate how they want to communicate with you and then basically use it in the most appropriate way. Because very much, you know, look, email has been around for, for years and years. Everyone listening to knows this, that look, you will get emails from big brands who you know are blanketing you with this email that goes to everyone. What happens to those emails? They go to spam, people don't open them, people um, unsubscribe. But if you have purchased, for example, you know, a particular shirt from Nike uh, that is black 
and the ears and a medium. And Nike sends you a message to tell you that they have some other great shirts in black and that is a medium. You're much more likely to be happy to receive that kind of information. And it's exactly the same when it comes to SMS and WhatsApp. Allow that customer to detect to you what they're happy to receive by looking at their response, looking at their open rate, and then send the information afterwards. So it's a very much, you know, in terms of communicating with someone, if you just keep talking at someone and they're not talking back to you, you know you've got to shut up. And it's exactly the same when it comes to WhatsApp and also with SMS as well. Great question, Marcelo. And the end of his question was exactly what you answered, Adam. It was just how do you have the balance between offering and mm -hmm. causing, you know, a good experience? And I like that you tied all of that into MS SMS. That was a good transition question into our next bullet point of the idea of using SMS. Makes sense. Start small. Figure out what's working, what isn't working making connections with your SMS or your WhatsApp, not just, you know, one size fits all. I think that's mm -hmm. a big part of it. The one size fits all mentality certainly doesn't work. I don't think from a personal perspective, you don't go to a networking event and walk up to everybody and act the same way. Hi, I'm Marissa Morgan. I'm a TV host and an actress. How can I host for your business or something weird, right? You don't walk around and just, hi, hi, hi. You read somebody's energy mm. in, a, in a personal way. And maybe, you know, you, you want to connect on the fact that, you know, hey, you live in London? I used to live in London. Where in London do you live, right? You connect on that or you connect on, oh my God, you got that free lipstick from Sephora too? Isn't it amazing? I can't believe I had to earn 100,000 points, but <laughs> I mean, it was so worth it, right? Tell me more about your business, right? You connect on a personal level when you go to a networking event. And I think businesses need to remember it needs to be personalized, mm -hmm. um, even when it comes to using technology as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the, the thing with SMS is that, you know, when, when it is kind of used in a way that is a bit more of a softer sell um, to start off with, you've got a much better chance of it being adopted. And I think, you know, sort of going back to what you were talking about as well, Marissa, with, with that kind of aspect of loyalty, you know, like you mentioned before, your goal is obviously, yes, to get that customer to keep coming back to you, but also to make those recommendations of the people. Mm -hmm. And I think the beauty of WhatsApp is, you know, look, we've all done it. We're all part of, you know, WhatsApp groups where, you know, a video will come around or a picture will come around or a funny GIF will come around. And what do you do? You get on it and you just share, 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 share it. And you have those messages where it says, you know, WhatsApp shared, you know, many times. If you think about it from a brand point of view, if you can share something that is great and is useful, what are people going to do? They're going to share it. So mm -hmm. there's a big potential on WhatsApp, but also SMS. And I think the, the the key thing really is that you don't treat SMS like email, first of all. Um, you know, and Marissa, I'm, I know you guys know this, obviously, with the services that you guys know to engage with SMS, that, you know, the advice is never to just duplicate an email campaign onto SMS. And I think that's mm -hmm. when SMS first came out, people were doing. But but you've got a lot less to play with. Your message needs to be shorter, more concise, more to the point. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think email has improved in that so somewhat. But obviously, there is a lot more depth than you go with email. And I think the other thing is, you know, in marketing, I think we're always looking for silver bullet. And unfortunately, 
you know, a lot of great um, e-commerce brands have realized is that you need lots of different channels. So is your email working your SMS? So for example, if you have a welcome flow um, for your brand, and let's say, for example, you have sent a, a welcome message out and the person who you sent it to has also given you permission to message an SMS. If they don't actually make a purchase, they're not active on your site or they haven't opened that email. Well, for me, that's a great opportunity then to use a different channel of SMS. So you could do a welcome message in SMS for just those people who didn't open the email. If they open the SMS, you know then that that is a form of communication, you use that person. And you then, from that point, use SMS as that communication channel with them. So again, like we said before, I'll give that customer opportunities to actually converse with you, to actually talk with you on different channels and allow them to pick. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter you know, to you as a marketer. You just need to have those channels available to allow them to go back and forth with you. And this is why you are a Shopify agency CEO. And that is why you are our guest expert today on digital marketing intelligence for Shopify. Ask the experts. Amazing tips and amazing insights you shared. I feel like you could have wrote a book about what you just shared. You just shared it with us so concisely and easy to understand in like 35 minutes. Um, I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg, though. I feel like there is so much more you can share with our audience. This has been such an insightful talk, Adam. I am so appreciative that you've taken the time to join us today for an episode of our show. Absolute pleasure, Marissa. And thank you so much and, and all of the guys over at Engage as well. Really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. What a great audience we had today. Great questions, great comments. Just to recap what we talked about today, in case you're just joining us, we had Adam Pierce from uh, the UK joining us today. He is a CEO and founder of a Shopify agency. And what we talked about was how customer experience goes way beyond your product and your product pricing in terms of giving you that competitive advantage for your Shopify or e-commerce store. We talked about how to give a great experience before you buy. We talked about how loyalty programs can be used to really amplify the customer experience. And we also talked about SMS and also WhatsApp, how these kind of automated uh, tools can help improve the customer experience. My one biggest takeaway, I think, Adam, from our talk and I think you'll agree, is just all of these things are not set it and forget it. They are all things that you need to spend some time crafting. You need to spend some time building. You need to start small, right? And then grow it, you know, scale as you grow. And um, if all of these are done well, they really give you a very well-rounded uh, marketing approach to really push sales and build a, a loyal customer base. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one last little takeaway, too, about the SMS versus email. We know what happens when we get an email, right? We click it, we open it, and there's a whole page, right, that pops up. With SMS, and, and I actually learned this early on when someone played a trick on me, I think what's most important are those first, you know, few words, because that's what shows up, kind of like the subject of an email, if you will. But just, just a fun little thing to leave everybody with a chuckle for, for their day. I got a text once and it said, like, did you just upload a nude to the internet? Question mark, right? And that was all I could see as the text bubble popped up. And I thought, oh my gosh, I started sweating right away, Adam, right? No, I didn't <laughs> upload a nude to the internet or to your profile or something, right? 
And I freaked out, of course. And I'm like on a Zoom. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, you guys. Family emergency. I have to go. And I like pick up my phone and I click it. And of course, after that one little line, there was space, which is why only that line showed up. The person had left like six or seven spaces. And then it said, ha, 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 happy April Fool's, you know. (laughs) But for a minute, right? So just a quick little tip too for SMS. Think about how you structure that message. Because that person who sent that funny little joke to me knew that if they only did like six words and then there was enough space, only those six words would show up and I wouldn't see the rest of the message till I opened it. And it was a very clever and cheeky way to get a rise out of me. So be smart about your SMS, you know, like you said, short and sweet in an SMS. You don't want to treat it like an email. And obviously give customers the respect of opting in, do it ethically, do it morally, so that like Marcelo, our viewer shared, you don't start teetering on the the line of being disrespectful and, you know, bothersome to your customer. And of course, duh, check out Engage after today's show because we offer all of these tools and they can really help you grow and scale your business. And what's great about Engage, of course, I've got to give this a quick mention before we go, Everything's customizable and integratable. So you can go to our platform. You can pick the tools you need. They're like building blocks and you can build your communication marketing tools from scratch, get what you need. And we've got 24-7 live support to always help you. So check that out after today's show. Adam, I want our audience to be able to connect and check you out. So may I share your LinkedIn profile with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Let's share it with how you can connect with Adam. He's easy to find on LinkedIn. For those of you listening on a podcast replay, you can spell his name, Adam Pierce, A-D-A-M-P-E-A-R-C-E. That's how you spell Adam Pierce. And you can find him on LinkedIn at Shopify expert, Adam Pierce. Please connect with him. And if you do connect with him, leave him a note that you heard or saw him on the Engage Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify podcast. Adam, would you like to share anything else about your Shopify agency or what our audience um, can expect if they connect with you or why they'd want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I love talking about Shopify um, and especially kind of looking at the customer experience side. And I think, look, if anyone listening um, has a Shopify store, I'd really encourage you to go and have a look at the blogs on our site, blendcommerce.com. There's lots of great blogs on there about benchmarking in terms of the kind of stats and, and results you should be expecting from your Shopify store. Uh, and actually some great resources on there about email benchmarking as well. So if you are trying to work out where you are at the moment, how your performance is doing, uh, lots of resources on there. But as I say, do connect with me on LinkedIn too, because uh, I love to chat to people, especially about Shopify. Well, rightfully titled, it's Shopify expert Adam Pierce. So please connect with him. Let him know that Engage sent you. And if you need any help with your Shopify store, he's an excellent resource, as you heard today. If you're just joining us, I just want to share quickly. I promised I would give shout outs to all the e-commerce businesses that mention their e-commerce business in the comment section. So you guys have about five seconds to get your, your businesses dropped in the comment section as I go through and read them. And a quick shout out to all the viewers today. I want to thank Joshua from joining us in Melbourne. Check out his website. It's jaggerwatches.com. J-A-G-G-E-R-W-A-T-C-H-E-S dot watches pop in that champagne bottle. I want to thank Marcelo from Brazil for joining us with his great questions. I also want to thank Paige for dropping your questions as well. 
and all of the viewers, including MD Uzuman, who joined us as well. Everybody, this has been a great show. Don't go anywhere, though. It is now time for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. Adam, I want you to stick around. I'm going to quickly share our Engage News of the Week. Every single week, we share a tip, a piece of news, a trend, something in digital marketing that will help our viewers. And this year, because we're focusing on e-commerce and Shopify, our News of the Week will always be a trend or a piece of news related to e-commerce. So Adam, here's our News of the Week for today. We're talking about Facebook. Facebook recently announced that they're making changes in Ads Manager to really streamline the ad campaign process. What that what they have done is reduce the number of ad objectives that you can choose from, from 11 now down to six. And Facebook has said that they're, they're doing that in order to effectively guide advertisers to optimize their campaign setups. What they've done is they've redesigned the objective selection experience when creating new ad campaigns in Ad Manager. They have moved to an outcome-driven ad experience model where advertisers can select their designated business outcomes, meaning they can choose what is the outcome for their ad. Do they want brand awareness? Do they want traffic, boost engagement, leads, app promotion, sales? And the interface will basically guide the advertisers to the best campaign setup to create the path to achieve that outcome. So basically, when you go into Facebook ads now, you are being asked, you're almost being prompted, what is the goal of your ad? Is it to boost brand awareness? Do you want traffic to your website? Are you trying to boost engagement? Is it sales specific? And they're helping create the ad that will ultimately give you those results based on their algorithms and their experience. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? And what experience have you had with using Facebook ads to promote sales and engagement with Shopify stores? Yeah, Sean, we, we as an agency used to run Facebook ads uh, for our clients. Uh, it's something that we stopped doing probably about uh, two years ago, really because of all the changes that were coming in with Facebook and, and the fact that it's it's a very competitive place mm -hmm. to be as an agency. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my take on the changes here, I think, are too far. Look, ultimately, I think that um, you know Facebook has a lot of you know both experienced and inexperienced users of that ad platform, and they do have a responsibility to make sure that when people do have an opportunity to use it, that it's easy as possible to do. Um, which I think, you know, is a positive thing with this change they've made because it feels like to me that they are actually trying to make it easier. The difficulty I think though here is that with limiting then those different objectives is that it feels like potentially there might be more competition for each of those objectives. And it could be that ads are less effective as they used to be. Mm. Um, but I think, look, the, the main thing is that time will tell. And, you know, a lot of great Facebook marketers will tell you is that, look, things do change so frequently and you have to keep your eye on what is happening for your particular brand. Because a lot of the time, you know, a lot of discussion on Facebook groups um, about ads, lots of different perspectives of different people. And it's because obviously that everyone is dealing with a different company with a different profile so i think testing testing is key but you know like we mentioned today marissa a lot of times the key thing here is that make sure you're not just relying on facebook ads mm -hmm. for your traffic like mm -hmm. you said earlier on yes it's important to have them but there are also many other channels you need to get working together like some of the things that you guys engage provide like chatbots like sms 
So making sure that your, you know, your risk in marketing is spread across many different channels rather than just rely on one. How did I know you'd have a great answer? A great, uh, a great thing to include in our news of the week conversation. It's so true. It's all about having a comprehensive, right, integrated approach to your advertising. Don't just rely on one channel. And again, this isn't a set it and forget it opportunity. But I think Facebook is actually taking into consideration what we talked about today. They're trying to optimize their customer experience, right, mm -hmm. for people who are now advertising on their platform. So they're trying to streamline it. They're trying to cater to your needs and make it easier for you to advertise with their platform so that you'll continue to do it. Um, because they also realize not everybody has a tech team, right? Uh, to, to understand the ins and outs of the tech side of, of getting an ad campaign up and running. So they're trying to ease the onboarding and make it easier for businesses to do that. So excellent feedback. I knew you'd have something awesome to contribute to our news of the week. Again, I want to share the banner for Adam on LinkedIn. If you're just joining us, please connect with Adam on LinkedIn. He is Shopify expert Adam Pierce. Adam, I want to thank you so much for joining us for today's show. A few more comments I want to share before I let you go. Marcelo says, thanks for today. And then Joshua also says, thanks, Legends. Appreciate your help. <laughs> You're very welcome, Joshua. Thanks for joining us. Adam, thank you so much for your time today and being our guest expert on digital marketing intelligence for Shopify. Thank you, Marissa. Absolute pleasure. My pleasure as well. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you on Shopify. What an excellent guest to add to our growing series on Shopify. If you're just joining us and you think that you missed some of Adam's insights and you're interested to watch his show, I want to share with you that you can watch his show in our live show library starting in just a few days. His show will be added to our growing list of amazing guests. You can find that show at the link engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. We've recently added some customer and guest testimonials to our website. Check it out. We've got some amazing guests from TikTok um, extraordinaires to digital marketing consultants, and now obviously guests who have Shopify experience and e-commerce experience in their you know, wheelhouse. It's a great way and a great place to go to increase your knowledge on digital marketing and how to improve your Shopify customer experience as well. So check out our live show library for past and future shows. Adam's show should be added there first thing on Monday morning. Okay, everybody, let's talk about our next guest who will be joining us on Tuesday, February 8th at 11 a.m. His name is Brock Shillington. He is a successful Shopify store owner, and he's also an ex-Shopify team member. He'll be joining us Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern to share three cornerstones of building a strong branding strategy. So join me next Tuesday for our next show and a reminder to find out our upcoming guests and to learn more about Engage. Make sure you connect with us on LinkedIn. We always promote our shows on LinkedIn. It's a great way to find out who's coming up next in our growing series, www.linkedin.com. It's company page. You're going to look for the rainbow colored circular cog, C-O-G, a cog. And our company name is Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E. 
As we continue our series this year on Shopify and e-commerce, we also welcome guest referrals. If you or someone you know has a successful Shopify store and you'd love to share some tips and insights on how you've gained such great success with your e-commerce business or on Shopify, or if you are someone who is a consultant, owns an agency, and would like to share your insights on Shopify and e-commerce, please be sure to email me at marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at engage.com and connect with me yourself through LinkedIn, the Marissa Morgan on LinkedIn. What a fantastic show. We had a huge audience on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. I hope to see you all next week for our next show on Tuesday with Brock Shillington. Until then, everybody have a great rest of your weekend, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for watching.